Welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church, Accra. In Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 25, God says, I'll refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. Does God care about you? Do you need divine wisdom for living? Tune in to the refreshing words of Calvary Baptist Church as Reverend Dr. Fred Digby, the senior pastor, and other ministers share the word of God with you. This on every Saturday from 8 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM. And now, the message. Thank you for joining me as we study the word of God comes to you from Calvary Baptist Church of the Ghana Baptist Convention. This is Pastor Fred Davey. Let us pray. Almighty God, our maker, our redeemer, and our friend, we thank you for taking care of us every day and the opportunities we have to hear your word, to live by your word, and to be directed by you. Speak in ways that we can understand. But at the entrance of your word, if there be encouragement, healing, teaching, correction, that we may grow and be who you want us to be, doing what you have called us to do. In Jesus, our Lord and Savior's name we pray. Amen. We thank God for another opportunity to hear his word. We live in a world where there are so many challenges. What has been topical this last two years, this sickness, disease, coronavirus. It's new permutation we hear all around us. And the questions believers have been asking, are we going to die? Will the Lord come? Where will there be a vaccination? Does Jesus heal? Can he heal us even of coronavirus? And for me, the answer is yes. So today we are looking at Jesus and healing. Jesus and healing. Our text is from the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 12. Sorry, Luke chapter 5, verse 12 and 13. Remember, we are told that Luke was a physician, was a doctor. And he traced all these accounts and recorded what he heard, what he saw, and what we are to believe. Luke chapter 5, you can read to the end of that, from verse 12 to the end, but I'll read just verses 12 and 13 for now. While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man was there who had a serious skin disease all over him. He saw Jesus, fell face down, and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Reaching out his hand, he touched him, saying, I am willing to be made clean. And immediately the disease left him. Praise the Lord. Indeed, praise the Lord. The great thing we note about Jesus is that he came to show us who God is like or what God is like. That he's a God of love. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of compassion. He's a God who is interested in our well-being. And even though we sin against God, our parents have sinned, we continue to sin. Our friends sin, we live among sinners. God is interested in us, body, soul, and spirit. He's not only interested in our soul, 
our spirit to get us to heaven, but in our body as well. Because the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are told in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Don't you know that your body is a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, you are not your own. So this body, made of clay, is still an important vessel for the Lord. And believe you me, to live in this world, to fulfill your assignment, to move from place to place, you must have a body. And, as you see, a sound mind in a sound body. So when you are sick, when you are diseased, when you are infirm, when eventually you die, you will not be able to function in the body. No. And that is one of the reasons why the Lord heals. So I will live in the body to do what he wants us to do. And that's one of the reasons why we must claim healing, expect healing from God, not just to continue living and living and living, but so that we'll be able to do what God can do. Only God can save the soul, but only God can also heal the body. Do we have many good physicians, we have many medication, it is still God who does the healing. Physicians can attend to you, they can prescribe medication, they can do whatever they want to do, they can give you vaccinations. But if it is not God's will, if God does not bless it, you will die, you will be gone. In fact, almost most of the prescriptions they give us have side effects. And so if you do not think that it is God who does the healing, then you take God's healing, God's grace for granted. You follow some of these prescriptions very carefully and cautiously, and after a while, all that you hear is that, yes, this is the side effect of this medication. Because of this, you are this, you are that, you are that. But when God heals you, God heals you completely. The chapter before us, Jesus and healing, taken from Luke Gospel, chapter 5, we see a man who was sick. This man had leprosy, one of the dreaded diseases of that time, which still exists today. You and I who are Ghanaians may have seen a woman on our screens, very pathetic case, who had leprosy. All the limbs had been chopped off, part of the face chopped off. It is still a dreaded disease. And when it's too late, people are not able to do anything about it. They call them forgotten tropical diseases. Jesus knew about it. And the man also knew about it. And the man knew about Jesus' ability to heal. I thought, well, uh, will he be willing to heal me? Perhaps it was too far gone. His limbs may have been gone. He was dreading, I mean, people were afraid of him. He had been made to feel useless. Maybe he had lived to preach for so long that he didn't think that any good thing would come out of Jesus healing him. My dear listening friend, never give up on yourself. Because when God heals you, when God touches you, so long as you are alive, you may be able to use your condition to give a testimony and bring somebody to Christ. So don't waste the opportunity to be healed. Don't waste the opportunity for a testimony. Don't be too shy to ask God to heal you. So he approaches rather timidly. 
he fell face downward and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. I see humility. I see the man who has self-pity. I see somebody who had great confidence in Christ. I see somebody who was courteous, somebody who was worshipful, but he didn't know what to expect of God. He had faith, but he didn't know what to expect of Jesus. Reaching out his hand, Jesus touched him. Jesus was full of compassion for the man. He saw the man's faith. He saw the man's heart. He saw the man's attitude. I am willing, and I'll make you clean. Praise the Lord. What a savior we have. What a loving savior we have. It goes beyond your shyness, your timidity, your humiliation, your helplessness. Say, I'm willing. And what was the response in this particular man's case? Immediately, the disease left him. Oh, it left him. Jesus, as we finally come, he said, go and show yourself to the priest so that he can confirm the healing to all people. Because these people who had leprosy were ostracized. But when you are healed, the priest will be able to say, yes, you are healed. And therefore, you come into the community. It is still the same when Jesus heals you. You go back to the doctor. You go back to your physician and say, what happened to you? You were sick. But now I don't know what happened. All your readings are gone. The cancer is gone. It's in remission. The blindness is gone. You can see. Your ears are healed. You can hear. Whatever it is, the Lord heals completely. And Anybody, everybody who has the ability to certify and to testify will be able to, to say, yes, it is done. And he went and did it. Because of all this testimony, we read verse 15. But news about him spread even more. And large crowds will come together to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. So his place was bombarded by people who needed healing, all kinds of healing. There was no disease that was beyond Jesus. You see, in our world, we have doctors who have specialization in kidney, in liver, in your eyes, nose, and throat, and you name it. Orthopedics, they have it. But we are told Jesus, people came to him. He healed them of their sicknesses. Whatever the name was, it was Unnecessary. He didn't need to know the name. He can heal body, soul, and spirit. And verse 16, Luke tells us one thing, one of the secrets. Yet he often withdrew to deserted places to pray. He withdrew to pray to the Father. He left the crowd for a time of prayer so that he will be fueled, he will be empowered. He will come to know the power of God and that power will go out of him. That Jesus, the healing Jesus. Then we begin to read from verses 17 to 20, another interesting story. That people had come from all over the place. Said One of those days while he was teaching, the Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there who had come from every village in, of Galilee and Judea and also from Jerusalem. And the lost power to heal was in him. People had come. They were hungry for God's presence. And God was present to heal them. Yes, God responds to our needs. 
He looks at us, he sees how helpless we are. We are sick of body, sick of spirit, sick of our mind. And we don't know what to do. Jesus was there and the power was there to heal. Verse 18 says, Just then, some men came carrying on a mat a man who was paralyzed. They tried to bring him in and set him down before him. But they couldn't. Verse 19 says, Since they could not find a way to bring him in because of the crowd, he went up on the roof and lowered him on the mat through the roof tiles into the middle of the crowd before Jesus. That's a scene I would have loved to see. The room was full, packed. Those who were able. You see, I would normally share that when you go to a hospital, you think you are sick. You may go there to find that you may be sick, all right, but others are more sick than you are. So here here you are in the hospital. Your problem with ear, with eye, with cancer, with you name it, the most terrible thing you, you've ever been told. But here's somebody who has come, who cannot even walk, who cannot talk. He had to be carried. He cannot even say what is wrong with him. His friends, his family, his neighbors carried him because this man was completely dependent on others. And you know that feeling. To be completely dependent on others can be a very sad feeling. He came and Jesus was there, but he was not able to reach him. And people were so just bent on their own needs being met that they were not willing to help this man. But his friends did not give up. They were bent on getting help for their beloved friend. And they climbed up and went to the roof. In those days, the roofs were made from mud, from clay, from palm branches and palm fronds. And they dug it and dropped the man at the feet of Jesus. What faith is it that these people had? They were so desperate, they were so persistent that they brought their man, their friend to Jesus. Friends, as Christians, we need the same persistence to come to Jesus and ask him for healing. Yes, he's able to do it, but sometimes we need to persist, ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking, because you know that there's no one else who can do it. Never give up. Never give up on trying. Whatever your situation is, he's not tired of helping you. His mercies are renewed every morning. How desperate are you? How expectant are you? How limited are you? How are you able to come to him? I mean, are you able to come to him? Are you able to speak? Or are you able to help a friend and pray with that friend and trust that friend? I mean, and trust God for that friend that he will receive his healing. Yes. But that day we learn something else, that people are sick, but they have other types of sicknesses too. Well, when he came, Jesus looked at them. Verse 21 says, Then the scribes and the Pharisees began to think, Who is this man who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sin? You see, when the man came, read from verse 21, (laughs) Then the scribes and the Pharisees began to ask, who is this man who speaks and blasphemes? Who can forgive sins? But perceiving their thoughts, Jesus replied, why are you thinking this in your heart? Which is easier? You see, because Jesus has said, the man who came, he came because he has sins. Jesus saw the man's 
friends who dropped him. Seeing their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven you. So Jesus in this particular case, in this particular case, was directly saying, this man, his disease was caused by sin. It is not all diseases or sicknesses that are caused by sin. But in this particular case, Jesus was specific. He said it was caused by sin. And the Pharisees were saying, Ah, how can you say this? Who can forgive sin except God? Well, Jesus knew their hearts. And so he asked them the question, which is easier to say your sins are forgiving you or take up your mat and walk. Of course, it is easier to say your sins are forgiven because nobody can see it. Nobody can see whether your sins have been forgiven you or not. That is something between you and God. But when you say take up your bed and walk and you really, and it really happens, everybody can see it. And so he threw this challenge to them. There are some of us, you may know, you may be convinced that it is sin that you're harboring in your life. The sin of bitterness, the sin of unforgiveness, the sin that you are not willing to confess. If you hate somebody, you are harboring them, you are harboring hatred in your heart, in your heart against somebody, you've stolen somebody, you've taken somebody's husband and wife, and all these things are haunting you, and you are not willing, and you are sick, and you know it. And the Spirit is convincing you and convicting you even right now. Will you just ask Jesus, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. You have locked up somebody in your heart and in your mind. Your father, maybe your father, your mother, maybe your husband, or your former husband, or your former wife, or your child. And you've locked them. And there's so much bitterness and hatred in your heart. And you're having pain, sleepless nights and aches, even up to now. I'm telling you. If only you open your mind and your mouth and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I'm suffering. Forgive me. He will forgive you. Because Jesus told that man, this is your sickness. Look at what Jesus said. Seeing their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiving you. Friend, friend, your sins are forgiving you. Jesus called this sick man his friend. Yes, he knows. Sometimes people push us to the world. That's why we hate them. That's why we sin. We sin for pleasure. You're going to do political campaigns, so you've gone to kill something, kill somebody, taking some bribe here, and you did something, and you are regretting. You are not able to talk about it because men may condemn you, women may condemn you, your pastor may condemn you. You've caused that abortion. They may condemn you, but Jesus called you friend. Your sins are forgiven. And so when they ask, who can forgive except God? God said, yeah, which is easier. I'm able to do it. Look at verse 24. But so you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He told the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, pick up your mat, and go home. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus has power to heal. He has power to forgive sins. You see, I said earlier on, some sicknesses are physical. We said earlier on, some sicknesses are physical. Somebody's eyes, you cannot see, your ear, you are deaf. Somebody, you are lame. Some condition, everybody can tell. But there are also diseases of the soul, of the inside one. Nobody can see it, but the effect is on you. Jesus is not only able to heal what can be seen, but what is not even seen. So he went beyond this. This is what they say today. People are sick. 
they need psychologists, they need psychiatrists, they need psychotherapy, soul sickness. They go beyond all of this. I'm telling you today, Jesus' his healing can even go to that level. Can you come to him and say, Lord, this mental illness, this sleeplessness, this dream that I've been having, I've been seeing demons chasing me, and I've been seeing all of these things. Lord, deal with it. Lord, deal, deal with them in my life. Lord, I surrender them to you. Lord, deal with me. Lord, deal with them. Lord, finish them for me. Lord, heal me of all these things. I confess every known sin to you, and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Oh, he can forgive you. The power is there. So Jesus commanded the man to rise and walk. And he can command. Yes, he can command. In 1 John 1, 7, say, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with him, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Yes, he still cleanses us from every sin. Romans 10, 13 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Friends, have you ever made that decision? The Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of every sin, sins of the past. I'm even living in sin now, and I don't know how I'm going to get out of it. But I call on you today. Lord, forgive me. I tend to you. Forgive my sins. Come into my heart. I receive you as my Lord and Savior to heal me, body, soul, and spirit. He's willing to help you. Well, what happened? Verse 25. Immediately, he got up before them, picked up what, had been his, what he had been lying on, and went home glorifying God. Hallelujah. Can you imagine a place full of people who were watching, who were taunting this man, who were wondering what Jesus can do, and suddenly he's been made whole. Oh, and what was the effect? Then everyone was astounded, and they were giving glory to God, and they were filled with awe and said, we have seen incredible things today. Friends, I have news for you. We can see even incredible things today. There are people who have been healed of this coronavirus. You see, we think that it is the concussions we've taken in Africa, or this medicine, this concussion, this um, leaves here, these drugs here. Yes, they may have helped. But let me ask you, who made all those drugs? Who made all those leaves? Who made all those spices? Did you manufacture them? Who made them potent? Some of them may even have been poisonous. But the Lord, out of his mercy, has used a lot of things to heal people in the past, healing people in the present, and is going to heal people in the future. Because all healing eventually comes from God. Without God, we are unable to get healed. Sometimes we give doctors so much credit, physicians so much credit. They are only vessels and instruments that God can use. The real glory must go to God. See, as the Pharisees oppose Christ's power to forgive and heal, today there are still people who deny Jesus' power, the power of prayer to heal, to forgive sins and to heal. And I'm telling you, if you fall in that category, change your mind about it. There are some religious leaders who all they believe in is that doctors can help, scientists can help. Yes, I believe in both. God uses people to heal. But God can also heal you without the intervention of any human being because he's the healer, he's the savior, he's our redeemer, he's our friend. And God's grace 
abounds not only for the, for the life, the physical life you live here in this world, but the sin that can be forgiven. You see, you can be healed of your physical sin, of your physical condition. You can be healed of your soul, of the sin that you are harboring, that is making you sick. But let me introduce you to Jesus' healing power. He can heal you spiritually. He can heal you spiritually. That alienation between you and God, that gap between you and God, where you don't feel that you belong. If I were to ask you today, look, my listening friend, if you were to die today, if corona were to kill you today, if you were to die in an accident today, if something were to happen to you today, where will you spend eternity? If your answer is, I don't know, I've been afraid of this, I'm telling you, if you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, He's able to heal even your spirit and restore you so that you can have a relationship with God, your Maker, your Redeemer, and your friend. Let me tell you, there was a thief. He was a notorious thief. He was so bad a thief that he qualified to be crucified so that everybody would see this person as a sinner and not repeat his stealing. He happened to be near Jesus. And when the other thief was cursing Jesus and making fun of him, this man cried and said, Don't you fear this man, this Jesus. What has he done? We are paying for our sins. But he does not deserve to die. The man saw that, Ah, if Jesus is being treated this way, we who are here, we are the ones who deserve to die. So the man turned to Jesus and said, Lord, forgive me. Remember me in your paradise. Remember me in your kingdom. Oh, Jesus understood this. He understood this as a man who was sorry for the sins he had committed, who had regretted what he had done, and who was asking him for forgiveness. And he told the man, I tell you, this very day you'll be with me in paradise. Hallelujah. So that man died eventually, physically. Whatever it was that they killed him for, for his stealing, Oh, whatever he was suffering, the shame. But ultimately, his spirit was with the Lord in heaven. So what are we saying? Jesus is able to heal you physically of all diseases. He's able to heal you emotionally. That sin and its consequences beyond the surface, like that man who was paralyzed because of his sin. But I'm telling you, the greatest one that only Jesus can heal you of it's your spiritual sickness. The sickness that draws a gap or the sickness that widens the gap, a widening gap between you and your maker. And even that, say, Lord, forgive me. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive my sins. Restore me to my father. He Restore me to my heritage. He will restore you. You remember where we started from? Your physical body has been given you by God. So it can be the best God wants you to be. So when it is diseased, you cannot function well. When your soul is diseased, you cannot function well. When your spirit is diseased, you cannot function well. But what did Jesus tell us in John 10, 10? I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. The abundant life takes care of your soul, your body, and your spirit. And that is what I desire for you. If that's what you desire, can you join me in prayer? Lord Jesus, today, I hear that you are the Savior. 
You can save me of diseases of the body, and I need that. Diseases of the spirit, and I need that. Of the soul, and I need that. Today, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Every sin I've committed, forgive me. I don't want to do them anymore. Be Lord of my life. I give my life to you. Heal me. Direct me in ways that will make me your child now and forevermore. Amen. If this is your prayer, we are able to help you at Calvary Baptist Church or any Bible-believing church. This is Pastor Fred Digby saying, tune in again next week, God willing. God's best to yours. Amen. This has been the radio broadcast by Calvary Baptist Church with Reverend Dr. Fred Digby, our senior pastor. We hope this message blessed you. Be sure to join us, God willing, next week, the same time and station. We are in Adabaka, opposite Mr. Big's restaurant, near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. Also in Shiashi, across the motorway from the Accra Mall and Botiano. Call us on 0243-690-485 or 0302-231-854. Contact us on WhatsApp at 0200-181-680. Visit us online at www.calvarybaptistgh.org. Write to us, Calvary Baptist Ghana at yahoo.com.